Hey there, McPherson here from It Begins to Move. This is the second in a series of four episodes on befriending yourself. Today I'll continue talking about friendliness and the very important role that it serves in healing, feeling calm and regulated. In the last episode on friendly regard, I discussed how the word friend is in part based on the word regard, which means to take notice of. So a true friend actively takes notice of your needs, wants, and preferences for the sole purpose of taking those needs into account when they make decisions in the future. A true friend notices and wants to learn about the unique things that make you, you. Because you're probably different than they are in some way. And these differences are wonderful. Diverse perspectives make the soup have a much richer and complex flavor than it would if there was only one flavor note. A richer and more complex flavor makes something so much more interesting and enjoyable to eat versus something that's bland or just one note. So if all food tasted like Cheerios, eating would be unexciting. I mean, I love Cheerios, but if you're eggs and bacon, if you're refreshing and tart summer fruit, if you're peppery steaks and um, savory vegetable bowls and sweet treats all tasted like bland bran, three meals a day of bland bran, it would not be exciting to do the act of eating. So diversity makes living much more interesting. However, interacting with different humans who all have different perspectives and personalities and needs and wants is also much more complex than interacting with a group of people that are exactly like you. Even people who share much of your values have perspectives and interests and needs and and wants that differ from yours in some ways. So it's great It's great to have diversity, even though it also means that there's greater complexity in relating. And that means that more space is needed, more space to accommodate as many differing viewpoints and needs as there are people involved. More space for everyone's feelings. More space so that no one feels invalidated or forced out of the mix. But here's the tricky part. What happens when two needs or perspectives oppose each other? What happens when your needs and someone else's needs seem to be at complete odds? What happens then? Well, I wonder if it might be okay to pause for a moment right now and think about a time in the past when someone else had a belief that seemed to not make room for you or yours. Okay, so for example, perhaps you were really craving Chinese food. Maybe you had been thinking about it all day or all week, and then you and someone else got together for dinner, you were deciding what restaurant to go to or where to order from, and you were like, oh my gosh, I have been craving Chinese food. I have the biggest hankering for it. And they were like, no way, I can't stand the thought of that right now, all I want is pizza. Okay, or on a more serious note, maybe you experienced that kind of lack of space during um, an emotional conversation. Perhaps you said to somebody, hey, what you just said really hurt my feelings. And somebody who wasn't making room for you and your feeling might have said in response, that's ridiculous. So they may truly feel that it's ridiculous for anyone to be hurt by what they just said but the fact is in this example you do feel hurt 
They might not agree, they might think it's nonsensical, but that doesn't change the fact that this is the way that you're feeling and the way that you're feeling is hurt. Once you say that, anything that someone else says in response that has the function, the function of letting you know that you shouldn't feel that way is invalidating. It's trying to push your experience outside of the interaction that you're having with this other person as though their perspective of what's right and what's reasonable is the only perspective that flies. Like it's the only thing that there's room for and that anything else that is said in that relational environment that is not in alignment with them will be picked apart or denied or actively proved wrong. So if it feels okay, perhaps recall a time when someone else did not make room for you or your perspectives or your beliefs or your needs. What body sensations come forward in response to that? You can always pause this and take more time, but if it feels okay, perhaps now recall a time where you and somebody else had differing needs and they said to you something like, hey, will you tell me more about what that's like for you? I see it differently, but I'd really like to learn what your experience is like. In this instance, what body sensations come forward in response to that? You can pause and take plenty of time. So I want to say that just because someone doesn't agree with you doesn't mean that they can't make space for your experience too. I think that the greatest feat of humanity is for two people with different needs and perspectives to be fully open to the other, curious and respectful and engaging, but without dominating and also without giving in, just holding their own and someone else's differing beliefs together at the same time making friendly space. Okay, and then imagine what it would be like to offer your own tender, sweet heart that friendly kind of space. Imagine it would, what it would be like for the parts of you that may actually experience hurt, that may feel angry, sad, or disappointed, or afraid to not be pushed down or pushed away by other parts of you that just want you to get over it already. It's so common to feel big feelings that we, our culture, or other people around us think we shouldn't be feeling, or shouldn't be feeling so deeply, or shouldn't be feeling for as long as we do. But here's the thing, our emotions are real and they indicate that we're having an experience that's important. What would it be like for those parts of yourself, the parts that experience actual emotions to be treated with friendly regard? as I talked about in the previous episode, and also given as much friendly space as they need, as I'm talking about in this episode. What would the experience of that be like? In the next episode, I'll talk more about exactly this concept. What happens when you experience friendliness, but particularly during a time when you're struggling or in the midst of emotional pain? Take care, kind soul.